Hello, John Beasley welcoming you to Harmony UK podcast devoted to the thriving world of barbershop harmony singing here in the United Kingdom. For edition 31, you join me on a rather dull, damp Monday evening here at Walpole Park in Ealing, West London. We barbershop singers are finding ourselves in a bit of a Covid limbo right at the moment. Uh, We're definitely not in lockdown anymore. The shops, restaurants and pubs just a few minutes walk from here on Ealing Broadway are all open, albeit with social distancing. And of course, during the Euro Championships, football fans have been congregating, chanting and singing their hearts out in their thousands at Wembley Stadium and Hampden Park and indeed wherever else the matches are being shown. Even so, the government maintains its ban on amateur choirs singing indoors. Uh, Despite all else that's going on, they still seem to think that it is uniquely dangerous. I know a lot of choruses, including my own capital chorus, who've been braving the elements to rehearse outdoors over the past few weeks. We're about to meet for Capital's Monday night rehearsal under the bandstand just behind me here in the park, so at least we will be out of the rain. Well, last week, in the sunshine, admittedly, we had uh, 20 regulars and quite a few visitors joined us. Let's go and find out who's there this evening. My name is Nick Beaver, I am the musical director of Capital Chorus. And how's it working out from the director's point of view, standing under this wonderful concrete bandstand in the pouring rain? I think that was a bit disparaging about the bandstand, to be honest, but uh, it's actually, uh, there is some sort of acoustic here, which is actually way better than we could have hoped for. Um, We stay dry, um, we, you know, stay close enough, but not too close, Um, but, and and yeah, it's a good sound, it's actually really nice to just be singing in a circle, to be honest, rather than on risers. Enthusiasm levels after the lockdown? Um, Very high, um, from a lot of the chorus, really pleased to be back um, singing in any way they can, I mean, uh, we get good numbers, of course it's better when it's sunny, I fear fear we might not see some people tonight, because it's quite rainy. It was kind of a revelation. It reminded me why we'd been slogging through all these months of singing online, because uh, singing in person is just really the feeling we were looking for all that whole time. It's been such a long time, and um, it's really enjoyable to be able to blend with people and uh, sing together and hear all the chords ringing. It's brilliant. It's just lovely to be together, lovely to be with everybody singing. It's just real. It's just, just you live and breathe it, and uh, that's why I come. Some thoughts from my fellow barbershoppers at Capital Chorus at our outdoor rehearsal here in Walpole Park. Well, it would be wonderful to get back indoors and out of the elements to sing together. Still, singing here in the park does give us all a chance to observe the wonders of nature. Ooh, like that stripy caterpillar crawling across that leaf just there. Never in all my days have I found a pair of arms so ideal. Never in all my days have I found a pair of arms makes me feel. Snow.
dog is a bug in a rug Whenever you hold me tight Cozy and warm on a chilliest night To be honest, if you were watching the most recent Babs Live virtual convention at the end of May, then you wouldn't have had to go outside to witness some very spectacular bug life. The People's Choice Award that weekend went to an eye-catching video from the quartet One Foot in the Stave, in which tenor Rod Butcher, lead Brian Schofield, baritone Peter Nuge Nugent and bass Andy Funnel appeared as a variety of brightly coloured and very lively looking insects. One foot in the stave were Babs' champion senior quartet in 2018, and the video's credits attribute the idea to Brian Schofield, who also happens to be Babs' most prolific quartet gold medalist to date. When the four let me join their Sunday afternoon rehearsal recently, I started by asking Brian how it all came about. I can't claim credit for the original idea of finding the song, but um, I'm, I've constantly chatting to Rod about songs that I've either found or Rod has found um, because we're always looking for new vehicles, songs that would barbershop well, which is obviously very important to Rod uh, mm-hmm. in particular. But I think he actually he actually played me um, snug and he'll probably talk about that in a, in, in a sec. Uh, Blossom Deary, I think possibly was the version and I thought it was a great, a great idea. And we we started playing with it and then and then I said, well, this is such a great little song. Uh, and I had an idea for a video. I said we could do this quite quickly. You know, this would be a great thing. And we were very supportive of the whole Babs video idea. We thought it was a great promotional tool. And we submitted a number of videos ourselves. So, um, yeah, that, that kind of came together relatively quickly. Once we hired all the bug outfits, um, it came together quite quickly, really. But um, I should ask you, actually, who, who was who among the bugs? So you all, you're going to own up. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, in terms of voice parts, lead was top left, bass was top right, baritone bottom left, and tenor bottom right. Right. So you were the you were the cheeky character bottom left then, uh, Nooch. Yes. <laughs> so, so who was the ladybug? Who I can't remember. Fun. Who was the ladybug? Was that Rod? Yeah, I was the ladybug on the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was. I was. The, I was the green flying bug. Yeah. <laughs> appropriate, really. But, um, in reality, they were all me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rod, you, 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 you originally came across the song. Was it just? Was it one that you dragged up from your memory, or did you just happen to find it somewhere? I'm, I'm hard pressed to know when I first heard it, but it was recently, um, and it's on Blossom, a Blossom Deary um, CD, um, and uh, I played it and on the back of something else of Blossom Deary's actually. So I was looking at something else, found this, and thought, oh right, this might go and sent it to Brian and uh, did a bit of research. It's, uh, you know, it's 1939. Um, it was it was written for um, a great a Gracie Allen murder mystery thing. I mean, the, the sheet music's behind me, which of course you won't see on radio. Uh, and uh, um, it, it was recorded by Tony Pastor, I think in 1939. But Blossom Deary recorded it much later, of course. Um, a catchy little thing with a piano, typical Blossom Deary. And, uh, you know, you recognise the circle of fifths in it. So I thought, oh, that, that might go. Play it to Brian. He falls in love with it. So we moved on from there. Um, I managed to get a copy of the original sheet music from, from America. 
which I have, which is, you know, nice, nice for me anyway. But, you know, we got the melody anyway. Um, the harmonies in them, sheet music, um, have a go at arranging, which is, you know, something I've been doing since lockdown, I think. And Andy, somebody said that, that this was done fairly quickly, but I mean, actually, how long does it take to put a video like this together? It's, it was all done on uh, on the free software that uh, that comes with with a Mac. It's called iMovie. It's literally sitting in front of the screen and and miming along to the track four times. Well, in in effect, it was probably more like eight or ten times with all the you know re- redos and, and, and mistakes that occurred. But um, yeah, it probably took I'd say I'd say maybe an hour and a half, two hours. From start to finish, once the once the audio tracks have been produced by my uh, learned friend, Mr. Nuge, it's good fun. Good fun to do. Basically, sitting in front of the screen with uh, with a Snapchat, snap a snap filter. Yeah, basically that's all it was. Yeah. And and the, the the big question: Were you surprised when it won? Because there were some stonking videos in, the, in that um, audience totally, choice night. Totally, totally did not have us in the top three at all. I thought the. Um, well, there was uh, there's one with the, the the girl who sings bass with Judy. What's her name? Sophie. Well, that was that was very well produced audio and video, uh, and also with the with the knights with the knights yeah, in we, that with Tipper. Yeah, we thought the knights was an excellent video. Um, lots of really good skills out there. Yeah. yeah. Labs on display throughout throughout the whole competition, really. Yeah, so. Well. Um, a lot of fantastic stuff coming out of the, the, the London area. Meantime, and all the quartets there. Yeah, all that I thought was excellent, you know. And, yeah, so I, I, did, I didn't think we had a cat in hell's chance of, of getting anywhere when, when they announced when they announced third and second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I thought they, they hadn't mentioned these two that I mentioned earlier, and I thought one of those is going to get it. For the audio and video as a complete package, I thought those two were superb. Um, it, it's interesting, um, isn't it, that you're talking about all the talent that there is in Babs, and, and clearly the, there is a great deal of talent at the moment, both technical and singing talent. But here you are, a, a seniors quartet, a champion seniors quartet, and I, I think uh, I mean, you have a massive talent within One Foot in the Stave that a lot of younger people, simply if they looked at you on paper and looked at your ages, would not expect you to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, we're very well. We're very lucky. We've got a you know a world class um, audio engineer. Don't yeah, talk about Andy Funnel like that. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about Andy Funnel, obviously. Um, no, I mean, yeah, having having Nuge to do our to do our sound work, and uh, you know Rod Rod now knocking out these arrangements at one a one a one a half hour. Um, he's knocking them out, and uh, and obviously Mr. Fun learning. I mean, this is I think. Video is something that's fairly new to his uh, his repertoire, and uh, and he's learned really from scratch. Um, so, yeah, we like many groups, we've we've embraced this lockdown period to to learn new skills and find find different ways to get our music music out because we you know we hadn't met um, for I don't know seventeen eighteen months like a lot of groups. We, we more or less had one celebratory rehearsal after Jacksonville. After the World Championships, we had one rehearsal, and that was it. It was yeah, it was that was then goodbye until we had a, we were lucky enough to get a rehearsal about a week ago. Week yeah, and well, you, as, you, as you said, though, I mean, we're lucky to have the, the skills in within the within the quartet. I mean, my uh, job is as a recording engineer, my main job, 
secondary job as a postman. Um, but uh, then we got Andy, who's got some exceptional skills developed now uh, on video. Then we got Rod with his exceptional arrangement skills, and uh, and we got Brian. Brian. With his exceptional <laughs> ideas, you have to be and, and and his exceptional six gold medals, of yeah, course. Well, we, um, we don't talk. Yeah. About, we, 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 we don't like to mention that. <laughs> I was I was I was just counting up, and actually, between you, the four of you, you have a total. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's, I made it fourteen. Is that right? Fifteen, I think. Yeah. Fifteen, is it? Three, three. Does that include the one foot in the stave uh, from 2018, or is, uh, is... Three, no? Yeah, three three each, and Brian has double that. Yeah, but then we and obviously we've got the seniors gold as well, as you say. It it is an extraordinary number. I kind of think of you guys as as, as the travelling Wilburys of, of British Barbershop. And I'm just wondering is is this a is this a quartet? Because you must have known each other uh, years back. You know, uh, you've all I think sung with at least one other quartet member in the past, yeah. and some more. Is yeah. is this a, a quartet that's been long in the gestation? Well, I, think I think so. I think we were just waiting to to become old enough, weren't we? Yeah. You- yeah, I, I was getting so the seniors quartet. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um It's not something we planned from from years ago. Uh it was it was all it all spawned out of uh, a, a meeting of the four of us at uh, a BQC rehearsal, the British Quartet Champions chorus. Obviously all as gold medalists. We um we attend the BQC rehearsals and and we had a little sing in the corner and thought mm, you know. I'd like to say a word about Brian here because you know he's thinking he has no no part in this. I can remember sending this to Brian, sending the arrangement to him, and thinking, well, you know, he's going to say, you know, thank you, but no thanks or whatever. He's very kind uh, at uh, turning things down. That's fine, which is fine. <laughs> you know, I understand that. And uh, the next thing he said, Gainer likes this. We should do it. So I think Gainer should take some credit here. And, and the ne- then the next thing is he's recorded the lead line, sent it out, and then the three of us are under pressure to record our parts, get them to Pete, who then works the magic, uh, you know, to produce the audio track. And that's how in lockdown... Yeah, he didn't have a lot to do, though, did he, to be fair? Oh, inch perfect, wasn't it? Nothing, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Um, I mean, we've, we've obviously known each other in Barbershop forever i mean rod and I mean, mostly as com- well, often very often as competitors um i was competing against rod back in the late 80s onwards um and then nugent nugent fun came along came along a bit uh, a bit later but i mean there are some a lot many poor people in babs who've who've barely sat through a babs final quartet final without seeing one of us or more of us in in a quartet challenging for medals almost every year i suppose so they they're probably delighted now that the uh, younger generation has taken over and i remember i remember as a wee boy at my first convention watching brian winning his first gold medal <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what's it like singing with one another compared to singing in the in in the in, in the other quartets i mean is is there a a, a a quality that you think makes this one stand out compared with the the, the other groups that you've, you've the many other groups I, I, that you've, I you've think also this is much more relaxed it's a much more relaxed situation. Um, we, we don't have anything to prove. We just enjoy ourselves. We enjoy singing with each other. And we, have a, we have a great time. When, when, you, when you're in the main contest, the, the main Babs you know, quarter contest, it's, uh, there's a lot more pressure on you there to, to achieve. And um, there's a lot, a lot less pressure in, in the seniors because you know, they don't expect you to be scoring sort of, you know, mid 80s or whatever it's just 
don't know. There's not the pressure. We we determined as a quartet that we we were not interested in the main contest. Um, you know, we wanted to do as well as we could as a seniors quartet. And you know, it's time of life. We can do that. Uh, I think if I could say something as well, I think when you we first start quartetting, I mean, the people that we're quartetting with, we don't really know, and um, we develop ourselves and our relationships in those formative quartets. Um, but by the time we've got to one foot in the stave, we we know each other, and as Andy said, we don't have anything to prove, and that's what gives it more relaxed nature. We're still driven that we want to do really well. I mean, we won the uh, the world championship silver medal back in Jacksonville uh, in twenty nineteen. It's a long time ago. No, it was last year, 2020. Then, then lockdown happened. Okay, yeah. But, um, but and now we're off to Pasadena, hopefully, if uh, lockdown releases. And, you know, we're going to be flying the flag again and find our best just to improve by one place. Keeping me snug as a bug in a rug. As a bug in a keeping me snug. As a bugger, as a bugger, as a bugger, rock. One foot in the stave, and good luck to them in Pasadena, along with Bagatelle, the Babs 2019 seniors champions, who will also be competing in that international seniors contest. The first time ever that Babs has fielded two seniors quartets at an international. By the way, if you'd like to hear more about One Foot in the Stave and sample some more of their music, then there is a longer feature with the quartet available separately on the Harmony UK podcast SoundCloud page or from your podcast provider. I'll add a link to the podcast Facebook page, so do look out for that feature there too. You're listening to edition 31 of Harmony UK podcast. I'm John Beasley speaking to you from a rather wet Walpole Park in Ealing, one of many places hosting, albeit unofficially, outdoor singing around the UK at the moment. Well now, time, I think, for an uplifting, aspirational song. Gotta be bad, bold, and wiser, according to the lyrics of the original Desri song, now adapted and arranged as the brand new Labs Polcat and available to view on the Labs YouTube channel. The Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers has been particularly active during lockdown with a series of pioneering online events and a brand new affiliation agreement with North America's Barbershop Harmony Society, which, as we heard in a previous podcast, will open the door to annual international competition for their leading quartets and choruses. 
Well, now Labs is unrolling a five-year plan, which they hope will help the organisation grow and develop its membership and services at home and help Labs play a leading role in the worldwide barbershop movement. Jill Cook is the Labs Membership Director and Chair of Spinnaker Chorus in Portsmouth. She led the group which put together the plan with its five separate goals and 16 strategic actions and she's been telling me more about it. I think it's true to say that it's an ambitious plan, John. It was kicked off last year by Nancy Thorbin looking at what our strategic objectives would be over the next five years. So that takes us to 2026. But it's proved to be a very interesting and exciting piece of work because it's given us a real framework, um, some shared goals and a set of strategic actions that we're now working together as a team towards. So this is what about positioning labs over the next five years, is it? It's about, you know, what sort of organisation do we want to be? Where do we want to stand in terms of the barbershop world? And how are we going to achieve that? You know, strategies are all very well, but it's it's normally, you know, the how, how are you going to make that happen? Um, that is the difference between the successful ones um, and those that sort of gather dust. So we've been very clear that we've set ourselves some goals and we've, we've got some very clear actions that we're now working on together to achieve those goals. Well, tell us about the goals then to begin with. I mean, as they say in all the, all the best or possibly the worst job interviews, I mean, where, where do you see labs being in five years' time? <laughs> well, we, we see ourselves as the leading um, UK organisation. We want to be seen as an innovative um, association that's very engaged with our members is influential on the international stage of, of barbershop, but also a collaborative partner working you know, with, with other uh, barbershop organisations like Barbershop in Harmony and Babs and Sweet, Sweet Adelines. So when you say you want to be the leading barbershop organisation in five years' time, I mean, that, that sounds as though you want Labs to leapfrog Babs and Sweet Adelines and, I don't know, maybe even BHS at some stage. But on the other hand, you're also saying that you want to be collaborative, so presumably you want to work with them. Yes. Um, I mean, this is not a competition. What we want to be is we want to be in a community that is seen to lead the way um, and that is innovative and collaborative and, and influential. And that, that doesn't mean we'll be you know, number one. I don't, I don't see it in those terms. It's, it's more about coming up with new ideas, setting some of the agenda, influencing others. And as I say, being an influential and an innovative organisation. How much of this came out of the, the, the pandemic then? Because you, you have been innovative in terms of the way that you've organised virtual conventions, in terms of the um, uh, Labs Interactive events and some other events that you've had on, on the internet. Um, I mean, did this thinking come out of that or was it there before? I think there were elements of that before, but what the pandemic has given us the opportunity for, I, I guess, is is to actually think outside the box because you know, normally you're in a, in a cycle, you've got your annual convention, you've got your ways of doing things through the sort of calendar year. But all of a sudden, the pandemic threw a lot of our assumptions, a lot of our existing plans into a completely different context. And I think that we, we've grasped that positively. It's given us the opportunity to, to think more widely, to challenge some of the things that we do, to think about doing things differently. Um, and so we try to make the most of that rather than it being seen as 
something detrimental to what we do. And I think we're starting to, you know, reap the rewards of that, as you say, through the examples that you've quoted and other things that we're now doing. So do you have other things in the pipeline uh, for the next year or two that might well surprise the rest of us? Well, just to give you a few examples, I mean, we're, we're very keen to push for greater diversity and create an inclusive culture within labs. We've appointed our first uh, director of diversity and inclusion directly onto the board. And we decided not to make that a sort of um, shared role for an existing board member to bring somebody in with that particular remit. And Tasha Nixon's already making huge strides um, in that direction and collaborating with Babs and with Sweet Adelines to really enrich the experience um, that we can offer to people and to create more creativity because um, I think that's what diversity does. It allows new ideas, people from different backgrounds joining our organisations. We know that will make us more creative. So we've appointed Tasha, for example, um, and she's now got you know, her own set of actions that she's working towards. We also appointed our first ever youth director to the board, uh, Lamorna Hooker, and that came out of a belief that we needed to give the younger members of, of labs more of a voice in our organisation. And we thought, what better way to do that than to have someone sitting around the decision-making table with us. So we've expanded the board with those two crucial new roles, and they're already making a huge difference to the way that we think about things and, and some of the ideas that we have. I was interested to see that you also want to make sure that you are delivering value both to competing and non-competing clubs. Do, do yes. you see those two clubs in, in, in radically different ways or, you know, don't, don't they mostly want the same sort of thing? You know, they want coaching, they want uh, good songs to sing, they want nice arrangements, you know, they, 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 they want to feel part of something bigger. Absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not sort of separate groups, if you like. But I think like uh, many international barbershop competitions, there has been a strong focus on the annual convention um, and a lot of time and effort focused on that. Um, and if you're a non-competing club, you know you may feel a little excluded um, from that. And in fact, you know, given COVID and the fact we've all had to cancel our normal conventions, it's given us an opportunity to see what some of the non-competing clubs are really interested in and, and how we can enrich their experience and how they can en enrich the experience of the competing clubs. So a couple of things coming out of that, um, we're very keen to, in time, organise more regional festivals of barbershop singing um, so that it's not all about competition. Um, we can still bring choruses together, quartets, groups of um, four-part harmony singers and learn together and share and, and enjoy the experience. But we don't necessarily have to have a competitive element in, in all those events. The other initiative that we're just kicking off is, is setting up some sort of buddy scheme whereby choruses can join together you know, more informally, but to, to share their experiences. And, and again, the, the pandemic has helped us in this because with Zoom rehearsals, we've been able to link up clubs of different sizes and from completely different geographies to get together online um, and to do things together, which would not normally have happened. Interesting to hear you talking about regional barbershop festivals. There will be people from Babs Clubs, Sweet Adeline's Clubs listening to this at the moment. If they, if they 
wanted to join in, if they wanted to make this about barbershop the, the art form rather than labs the organisation, what would you say to them? Well, I'd, I'd say that we're very open to that um, possibility. As I said, we want to lead the way, we want to be collaborative. So, you know, why wouldn't we want to join together with others, even if they're in a different organisation? Clearly, our, our plans will focus primarily and, and, and first and foremost on our own members. But if we're able to extend the invitation or it makes sense to do so, um, we'd be delighted to. When people talk about plans, they sometimes say that a plan is never really tested until something comes along to try and throw it off course. And we have (laughs) seen the effect that uh, a year-long pandemic can have on the barbershop community. Mm. I mean, I I presume that um, you are thinking ahead to anything from other strains of the virus through to, I don't know what, but there could be quite a lot of things that, uh, that, that, that get in your way over the next five years, couldn't there? Yes, um, but you know that was ever ever the case, and I think you know what we do have, as I say, is, is a set of goals and a set of actions, and if those need to be refined and adapted because circumstances change, we we can do that. But we're we're not just sort of lurching from one activity to the next. We we've got a coherence in terms of what we're trying to achieve, and we've got sixteen strategic actions that we've identified. Each of those is owned by a member of the board. So they've they've all got, you know, that leadership attached to them. Um, and so there's a real energy and, and drive behind that to make things happen. If, as you say, something else comes along, well, that, that may mean we need to adapt our, our plan. Time will tell. But it also might create new possibilities. And I think one of the things that this um, current crisis has done, as I say, is, is open our minds to new possibilities and perhaps be more receptive to change and doing things differently and that can only be a good thing. And if somebody listening to this wants to know more about your strategic plan, is is there a place on the lab's website or, or perhaps somewhere else where they can get more information? Yeah, we have communicated it widely to our own um, membership. We, we actually got input from our volunteers, from our subcommittees, um, we got feedback from our chairs of clubs. So it's been a, a participative process. It's not just been the, the board working on this. And so I think there is a shared understanding um, of what we're trying to achieve and, and what the plans are within within labs. But, you know, we're happy to share that more widely. I know that Nancy and, and Natalie have um, been talking to their counterparts at BABS um, about our own objectives um, in, in a very open way. And, you know, we're more than happy to share with those who are interested in it.
the new Labs Polecat, You Gotta Be. And I was talking to Jill Cook, the membership director, about that new Labs strategic plan. Certainly be great to see more regional events taking place, especially if they bring singers from the different organisations together to represent Barbershop as a whole to the wider public. Although it's undoubtedly been a difficult time, the pandemic has helped many of us foster new skills and develop a new sense of confidence. I did wonder whether anyone had good stories to share from the lockdown. Well, the other week I asked that question on the Facebook forum British Barbershop Singers, and here are a couple of the replies. When you find you're getting hungry for things you cannot My name's Richard, Richard Barley. I've been singing with Harmony Revival now, uh, second time round. I, I left briefly to go and live somewhere else and then came back. And this is my second time round. When we realised that lockdown was going to be with us for a while, uh, I set up a Zoom account and the, the music team immediately sprang into action and uh, devised a plan because we, we, we knew in our heart of hearts, that if we didn't keep the guys together, there was a danger that the chorus could fold. And I think that may have happened across the country. And we wanted to make sure that we engaged all our members as much as we possibly could, even though we couldn't be together. We've had guest spots from judges, coaches, barbershopper of the year, all, all manner of people have come on and given us freely of their time and talked to our guys about their their side of barbershop and their take on it and offered us advice and, and guidance. We started introducing what we call Desert Island Discs. We, we, we sort of plagiarised the idea, obviously. Um, and we tasked the guys with choosing three songs that that were meaningful to them of any genre, didn't really matter. Some of them weren't songs, they were instrumental. And then we, we asked them to tell us why those songs and those pieces of music were important to them. And through that, we had 20 different guys choosing three songs each. No song was duplicated. Only one act was duplicated. Two, two guys chose ringmasters. Um, and we learned so much about each other, so much that we would never have learned standing on the risers. We've had tragic stories, we've had inspiring stories, we've had humour, we've had all manner of things from, from all across the, the chorus. And it's been such a joy. Everybody has said that that, for they feel, has made us a closer chorus. It's It's been... It's just been a fabulous thing to do. Hello, I'm Anne Waterhouse. I'm a, a, a sort of 10-year-plus barbershopper. I joined uh, Coastline Harmony in the south of England over 10 years ago now, and I now sing with Sussex Acapella, who are part of the Sussex Harmonisers Club. So I think 
potentially the only club in the UK that has both a male and a female chorus. It's a bit unusual in that respect. Um, I also sing with a classical choir and I, I'm part of a barbershop quartet called Shuffle. I, I think the major thing I, I've learned, apart from learning how to use Zoom, which was an obvious thing, and uh, getting that, which I've used for family meetings and all sorts of things since, um, was joining Simon's amazing collective group initially to sing, but then the opportunity came to join the technical team who helped do the audio edit on the multiple voice tracks that we get. Uh, I think the maximum that, that the tech team have worked on is about 870 tracks for one song. And uh, they divide them up between various members of the tech team and there are people who just do basic syncing the notes together to make sure that everybody's singing the same note at the same time, down to people who know how to get rid of air conditioning noises out of um, systems and all sorts of excitements like that. But I, I gained lots of knowledge during that period. It's been very exciting. Well, I've, I've learned to use a couple of pieces of software that I'd never come across before. Uh, the, the major one is Melodyne, which is uh, quite an expensive piece of, of software, but it does an amazing job on re-pitching people who might have just missed a note. And the other piece of software is called Audacity. It's a free piece of software that anybody can download and it does a brilliant job of syncing notes together and getting timings right and making people sound cohesive when you're doing multi-track recordings. I've been very lucky that the tech team leads have been extremely supportive, very good. They've done some online Zoom sessions to teach us how to use the software. And when we're working on tracks, if we have any problems, we know we can go to them and ask them. And a couple of months ago, I was asked if I wanted to take over as one of the, the tech team leads on, on one of the voices, on one of the songs. And that, that was good fun, getting to know the, the other editors who are working right around the world. We've got a girl in New Zealand, the girl I work with regularly who's based in California. And uh, yes, it's, it's been, a, been an exciting time in that respect. that there are grand plans, especially amongst the tech team, that we will get together at some point. And there's a, there, an open invitation from one of the tech team members to, to all go to her place when we're all in the UK and we can all get together. Whether it'll ever happen, goodness only knows, but it would be lovely if it did to meet them all properly. My thanks to Anne Waterhouse and before her Richard Barley.
You also heard Harmony Revival singing Consider Yourself from the musical Oliver, The Rose as sung by members of the collective virtual choir, and between them the unmistakably evocative strains of Eric Coates' By the Sleepy Lagoon, which every week since 1942 has introduced the iconic Desert Island Discs on BBC Radio. Definitely worth checking out the Desert Island Discs website. Over 2,000 episodes available featuring famous writers, musicians, actors, singers, politicians and celebrities talking about their lives and the eight musical recordings with which they'd like to be stranded in solitude on that mythical desert island. I also had a reply from one of four people for whom lockdown led to this. We're knights of the round table, we dance whenever we're able. We do routines and chorus scenes of footwork impeccable. We dine while here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and spamalot. The Quartet Indigo League, winners of the video award for best comedy at the Babs Virtual Convention. Ollie Woodhouse, their lead, dropped me a line to say that it was a shared love for online video gaming, which had brought he and Pippa Goodall together with the quartet's two other members, Chris Leach and Joe Nelson. Hi, I am Pippa. I am the tenor of Indigo League. Hi, my name's Ollie. I'm the lead of Indigo League. I'm Chris, and I'm the baritone of Indigo League. And I'm Joe. I sing bass, and I'm the shortest member of the quartet. <laughs> We haven't actually measured that. That's not official. It's definitely true. <laughs> Doesn't even need measurement. You can eyeball it just fine. <laughs> so, Indigo League, thank you very much indeed for, uh, for, for joining us on the Harmony UK podcast. Uh, the reason that I initially wanted to talk to you was because we were looking at good things that had come out of the pandemic. And I gather that it was the pandemic that brought you all together. Who'd like to tell me about that? Yeah, it it was something that happened. I don't think the stars would have aligned in the right way for us to all sing together had it not been because of the pandemic. And I think the reason really behind that is that we ended up doing stuff socially uh, over the internet in a way that we wouldn't have done necessarily before. So, Ollie, what sort of things were you doing on the internet? Yeah, Ollie, what sort of things were you doing on the internet? <laughs> um, yeah, it started with a bunch of meme time socials um, on an internet platform called Discord, where you can do voice chats and video chats and that sort of thing. And uh, Meantime had been doing a few games of this game called Jackbox, where everybody uh, uses their phone to send in like uh, answers to prompts and that sort of thing and then you vote on whose prompt was the funniest um, there's a whole different set of sort of board games like that so we'd had a few of those sort of evenings and I think we'd all really enjoyed chatting and socializing in a way that we hadn't before the pandemic right all we... of them except me because of course I'm not in meantime <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, just came for the lols yeah and so from that um, at some point I don't really remember exactly when, but I heard that Chris and Joe were playing a game called Rocket League. On PS5. Yeah, PS4. PS4. Come on. It hadn't come out, sorry. Which is, it's like, a, it's like football, but all the players are cars. You don't have to describe cars. all the games, you know. Oh, Rocket League. But it's, it's such cool, a cool game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Rocket League is happening, and then, then, then how does that progress to a quartet? Well, I knew Joe from singing with Tuxedo Junction. And then I moved away from university and joined Meantime, and then Joe moved away from university and also 
joined meantime but we still had that friendship already going for a couple of years so we we were playing online anyway and then just i mean we hadn't really been in meantime for that long before the pandemic really kicked in so ollie was one of the people that i'd kind of got to know early on in meantime and joe knew him as well from i think possibly from youth stuff yeah Um, just general stuff we'd gotten on at harmony colleges before and i think it just kind of progressed into one day joe and i finished the uh the jackbox call early to go and play rocket league and just kind of mentioned to ollie oh would you be interested in in coming along as well and you did didn't you (laughs) yeah i did and then a little while after that, a game called Fall Guys came out. Such a good game. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, which is sort of a weird like game show where everybody is a, a jelly bean with arms and legs. It's like Takeshi's Castle with jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, instead of, instead exactly. of that Japanese str- people. <laughs> that is such a strange concept. Oh, but it a bit, works. Like, a bit like Ultimate Knockout. So they were all playing these games and having a lot of fun, and um, and I wasn't, and I, <laughs> I, I and you felt could left hear, out. You could hear Ollie laughing his head off from yeah, downstairs. Yeah, I could. <laughs> well, so we were in the flat back then, and I was like, I don't know, in, in the study, probably doing bab stuff or something <laughs> equally exciting. And so I, I think, I, can't, I don't know, I came in after one of your sessions or whatever, and I was just like... Can can I join, please? <laughs> it's really fun, and I'm lacking in social contacts because I'm not very social. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and he said so, he said yes. So is it fair to say then that it was the pandemic and and a, a shared love of video gaming really that that, that brought you together? Oh, definitely. We were only yeah, we were gaming for a long while before the quartet even became a thing. Yeah. I think months probably. And the name of the name of the quartet, Indigo League, that has that has something to do with video gaming as well. Um, Joe, do you want to explain? Well, the first season of the anime based on the video game Pokemon is called Indigo League. So, in a in a way that probably doesn't work very well with copyright, we have stolen <laughs> that and made it our own. Our <laughs> own. Yeah. And no, let's no, hope you, that you, Nintendo you, don't find out. <laughs> you didn't steal it, it inspired you. That's the way to be. It, it inspired did. us to steal it. <laughs> this, is, we this, is, this is homage to a Nintendo product. <laughs> we were trying desperately to find something that we all oh, yeah. liked. That, you so know, long. went, oh god, that, that was a lot of calls, a lot of messages. And yeah. we, and then, you know, I think I'd fallen asleep by that point when you guys decided on yeah, it. Yeah, we decided without you. Yeah, Pippin's yeah. so, got a habit of falling asleep early if we're playing games and she's not <laughs> oh got the controller God. in her hands so well, I, I, see, I seem to remember on the call <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I seem to remember on the call we'd three of us had decided on the on the name and then ollie kind of woke pippa up and said we've come to this conclusion what do you think pippa agreed and then again in the morning when she was a bit more alert and a bit more awake ollie was like do you remember that <laughs> And she goes, I like, no. yeah, I think so. I'm still okay with Did it. I? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I fell back asleep after you told me. Yeah, you did, yeah. Because, see, they started playing Worms, and then I'm I'm not very good at that. I'm very good at Fall Guys, but not Worms, so I just kind of left them to it. But then the sofa is very comfortable. So I just fell asleep to the dulcet tones of these three talking about God knows what, screaming at the television, you know. Yeah. You, you don't fall asleep when they sing, do you? Oh, no, no, I'm very awake for that. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is a relief. We're men, we're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for fights. We're men, we're men in tights. We rob from the rich and give to the poor, that's right. We may look like sissies, but watch what you say or else we'll put out your lights. We're men, we're men in tights. Tight tights! We're always on guard defending the people's rights. What about the song then? I mean, the, the, the song that you sang is, is a great comic sort of Python-esque song. Uh, was, it, was it difficult to find, difficult to decide on? Chris? I, I think it just kind of fit us quite well. We never had the intention of doing super serious stuff. I mean, we've always liked the idea of being more of a comedy quartet while also having that serious side to us. So we were having a look around and, and seeing what other people were doing for their virtual videos, and we just thought we wanted to do something a little bit different. And Tights of the Round Table fit the bill perfectly. We knew of it from Instant Classic, obviously. Um, and it just seemed to fit the bill perfectly for us. And it was a meantime in the movies show. So we were looking for something from a movie. And this is from two movies, so it's twice as good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So this premiered on, on Meantime at the Movies and then it got its second outing um, with, with, with Babs and that's that's where it won the award. Yeah, we won something! <laughs> Woo! We won a beaver! <laughs> so cool. Did you see you... um did you see Joe's Photoshop post? If you if you're listening and you go to Indigo League Quartet on Facebook, you will see an excellently photoshopped image of us holding our beavers the official awards mostly chris one but they they, they sent us out the official awards and that's that's what they look like <laughs> life-size beavers is it really <laughs> no, that's, that's no one babs to hold that up yeah. we, we shall hasten across to your your facebook page yeah, and, come and look on, at babs. it straight away you you kind of been hoist by your own petard in a way though haven't you because having produce this video the next one people will be expecting it to be even funnier won't oh 100 percent it's only yeah, downhill well, from here <laughs> <laughs> definitely and you know it's a pity that you know lockdown isn't going on as long as 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 as, as we thought it was gonna go down so oh no we're gonna have to have in-person rehearsals and we're not <laughs> gonna have time for another video and you guys are just gonna have to wait for so long for another video i just <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with yourselves. <laughs> do you have long-term plans as a quartet? Are you, are you, you, do you want to stick together and, and, and develop this? or, or The plan, really I think, is to sing together until we die. And that, um, yeah, yeah, I think that, that's a good plan. I don't think I signed up for that. Well, well I mean, uh, we it's in the contract now. Really, we've said it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and, and I have to ask you as well because I have already been to your Facebook page, and it says that you are coached by a cat. Pippa, explain. <laughs> Why do you choose me? <laughs> yeah, well, um, our first in-person rehearsal was at um, mine and Ollie's new house. Very exciting. And we sang to the cats, Peanut in particular, and she ran away. So we're thinking that we will try and perform to humans in the future because they seem yeah. to appreciate us more than Peanut. It does seem a good rule of thumb that your coach shouldn't run away when you sing, doesn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on your goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, that leaves me the opportunity to jump in and say, what, what is the next goal for Indigo League? Well, we're planning on competing at QuartetCon in the 
Bin H mixed contest in November. Is that November? It is. It is. I think yeah. so, yeah. Seven November. Providing it goes ahead, which, yeah. fingers crossed. Yes, hopefully it does. And we're working on stuff for that already, so hopefully we don't embarrass ourselves there. And that's my main goal. Oh, maybe goal. we should. <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe that should be our thing, that we just embarrass ourselves constantly and make people laugh and... Well, maybe. I don't know. Mm. We're still in discussions. It's certainly an idea. <laughs> well, whatever you decide, we will look forward enormously to seeing you at QuartetCon. And um, uh, Pippa, Ollie, Joe and Chris, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank, thank you, John. Thanks, John. Thank hey, you so much. Women. Women in we're always on guard defending the people's rights. Nailed it. <laughs> My thanks to Indigo League. I really do hope that they will get round to making another video. The effects, the costumes, the way they performed were all just brilliant. And if you haven't seen that award-winning performance, then do search it out on their Facebook page or on YouTube. Well, Capital Chorus are about to finish their rehearsal in the rain here in Walpole Park in Ealing. I'm off to join them for the traditional finale with a wish that if you're not already, then you too will soon be singing again soon with the people that you've been missing over lockdown. After a year of disruption, there really is no better feeling, as I think we're about to hear. From me, John Beasley, thanks very much for listening, and for now, Bye-bye. Keep the metal.